Today's Five Clubs conversation is brought to you by Golf Pride. Golf Pride knows that a grip isn't only a grip. It's the one piece of equipment in your hands on every single shot. You might not know it, but it has a huge impact on your game. In fact, Golf Pride recently conducted a first-of-its-kind study showing the impact of worn versus new grips. It showed that on average, a focus group of adept golfers gained an extra two yards of carry when they played with new grips. So what are you waiting for? Refresh your grips. Refresh your game. Visit GolfPride.com today to learn more. Golf Pride. Respect the grip. Welcome into this Five Clubs conversation. This is a rare thing. Emma Carpenter in person. It's great to see you. <laughs> Good to see you too, Gary. Yeah, we're going to talk some NCAA women's golf because, um, you know, your year, I know it wasn't exactly what you guys wanted as a team at the University of Minnesota, um, but you're so plugged into what's going on and with all these teams that are trying to win the ultimate prize, which is the national championship. So let's talk about um, who can do it. If I, if I said to you to start with, how many teams – how many teams are capable of winning the national championship? Sure, yeah, no, it's, that's a really good question. Um, obviously, chatting a little bit before we, we started started here on, on the podcast, we kind of had different ideas, maybe, already. Um, you know, and first of all, too, our team, we got really, really close. We ended up being, University of Minnesota ended up being the first team out that was going to get a regional First bid. of all, explain to people how that is because – Again, we, people talk about the NSA basketball tournament and they have some understanding of, you know, you build a resume and you want to get an at-large and were we good enough? How did you guys just miss? Explain that. Right, right. So, um, you know, it all does kind of come down to, to golf stat rankings. Um, golf stat pretty much is everything when it comes to how things play out in college golf. So um, if you win your conference championship, you automatically get a regional bid. Um, besides that, it's slightly differed in years past, but this year it was kind of like 57 was going to be the magic number. Um, you know, and then uh, it has to do with, say, there's a team who um, – wasn't inside the cut line, wasn't expected to, to go, but then outright won the won the conference championship. That means that a team that was inside the cut line that was expected, that means that that number just shifted up one. So, I mean, around for us this year ended up being around 57, 58. Um, we figured that 57 was what we needed exactly, and we were right. 57 was what we needed and went into the, uh, the final, the Big Ten championship with uh, being ranked 56 and then, after the Big Ten Championship fell to 58, so um, we were the 57th ranked team made it as well, so we ended up being, ended up coming down to one stroke really over the, the course of the whole season. Um, so it was a bit of a bummer, but honestly, we were we were still really happy to, to finish where we did. Um, uh, we had two individuals, two freshmen who are going individually to regionals, which is a really impressive accomplishment. Yep. Um, and yeah, you know, still got a lot of hope for, for the future of the program because it wasn't too long ago when I started out my freshman year, um, it, we weren't going into the Big Ten Championship with any hope of making sure. regionals. So um, it's a really big accomplishment. No, no question about it. Um, we'll get to the number of teams you think that can win in a second. I'm just curious, yeah. you guys played in a lot of good tournaments this year. Yeah. Who's the best team that you saw? That, I play, that we played with yeah. or that we saw? Or that you saw. So, um, spoiler alert, actually, too, I would say probably the best team that we saw was Wake Forest yeah. at the Bahamas. Um, uh, at the Bahamas, Wake Forest, they ended up winning, too. And if I were to choose a team 
that could win. Like I, like I plan to say, uh, I do think that there are a lot of teams really capable of winning, especially when it comes down to match play at yep. the end. But um, I think that Wake Forest has a phenomenal team this year. Um, and what they did was really, really impressive that week. Um, also just, you know, a lot of the players that I've gotten to play with too, playing as good of a schedule as we do. I played with Andrea Lignal that week, um, who plays for Ole Miss. She was um, right up at the Augusta National Women's Am. She was in second place, I believe, going into the final day, playing really well. So it, it really is cool, you know, uh, playing a good schedule, getting to, to see all these teams, and at times really seeing that we can, that we can compete and stack up so that's always fun (laughs) if if i said to you the number of teams that could win it okay so how many teams can win it in match play which is what it is right how how many would you say total number um well so 30 30 teams go 30 teams go make it to make it to national championship and then i would say realistically probably 10 have a phenomenal chance okay all right if it was stroke play would the number be higher or lower than I think 10? that the number would be lower in okay. stroke play um, because I truly think in match play anything can happen. Um, if you look at the way that a lot of these uh, conference championships stack up too, and you can look at head-to-heads uh, when teams faced each other throughout the year. Um, so, for example, uh, the, the Pac-12, they, they don't play a match play. Um, uh, Southern California won the Pac-12, but... Um, ACC, SEC, in their conference championship, they play stroke play and they go to match play. Yep. Um, Clemson won the ACC championship and, um, uh, excuse me, Texas A&M won the SEC championship. Um, so it's, and you know, like I said, Wake Forest, they're a phenomenal team. They won the stroke play mm-hmm. of the ACC. They won by quite a few, actually. And then in match play in the, in the semifinals, they lost to Virginia because they, um, three, they lost three to two and three of those matches the girls lost one down or you know then that doesn't t- take away from Virginia what they were able to do you know that doesn't necessarily mean a fault at sure. Wake Forest but that means it really I mean it comes down to one stroke and not saying that it can't in in stroke play as well but just I really do think that match play anything can happen especially like when you look at what happened at my at my conference championship um Illinois it was I don't want to say it was a big surprise win, but Illinois um, didn't necessarily have a great season. They hadn't finished inside the top five all season. We had just played really well against them five days before, but they had Crystal Wang, who's the 12th best college player, who shot 12 under for the tournament. She won the tournament by 12 strokes, and that helps your team out a lot, right? But to say if that's match play, that helps your team out one out of five. Yep. So, you know, um, you it's like it's just – overall um, one through five every every score counts just as much in match play so just it tests the depth yeah okay so with that being said which team has the five best players which team has the three best is it the same team or is it different you know I I would put LSU up there a team that's got a really really good shot Um, LSU has Latana Stone has Ingrid Lindblad they're both really, really, really solid players. Um, I know uh, who I played with. Also, I think one of the best players I've ever played with out of Auburn, um, Megan Scofel. Um, she finished second place um, in her conference championship. So in the SECs, five, five of the top ten college teams are SEC teams. Yep. So 
I mean, when you're talking five best players, three best players, it's so it's so hard because every dog has their day too. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these girls are so are so capable. That's why they they made it to the point. I mean, people forget too. If you're just if you're playing in your conference championship, you got to beat out the girls on your team to even be there. Like you got to be playing pretty good golf against other players who were recruited at just as high of a level, if not maybe even a higher level that you than you were. Um, that's something that's I think is neat about college golf as well. So, um, like I said, it, yeah, it just really tests the depth of your team, and I think that maybe even someone who won the tournament. That's why the USAM, whoever wins a stroke play, the USAM doesn't necessarily mean they're going to play well in match play because he goes up and down. Yeah. So. That was a long, long answer to your question, but I just, I really do think it can go either way. Yeah, that's the thing about that. Look, match play was, I know because the network that covers it, um, Golf Channel said, look, you, if we're going to put this on the air, it's got to be match play. It's more compelling than stroke play, mm-hmm. um, and it, but it also can can make teams that over the course of three, four days in an aggregate total. Um, you know, not necessarily be the best team. And it can right. be, it's a funky, finicky format. Um, I think it's dramatic as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, if I said to you, Wake or Stanford, on their best day, who's better? I would say right now, I, I would possibly take Wake. I'd probably okay. take Wake, um, just because it's, a, it's definitely a big loss not having Rachel Heck in the lineup right yep. now for Stanford. Um, I think that, you know, that certainly takes away from the depth, um, either stroke play or match play. You know, it's different. If you had asked me last year how many teams have a chance at winning the national championship, I would have said whoever can compete with Stanford that day um, because, honestly, last year Stanford was just so unbelievably dominant. Um, Even, you know, stroke play to match play, the depth that they had was unbelievable. Um, When two years prior, Ole Miss, I don't know what they were ranked at the time, but they were not favored to win. But, um, you know, one through five, they were playing really well. Um, And they could take one through five off Oklahoma State that year. Yep. Who also, they've got a really great team this year. They've they've got a shot just as much. So. Yeah. You know, when when you look at where women's golf is and women's college golf, when you add in the Augusta National Women's Amateur, and you mm-hmm. see, you, look, you, you see these, these uh, Rose, who is sensational, doing what she did. I don't care what happened on the last day. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, she had enormous pressure on Nor her to I. close that mm-hmm. out. Um, from when you started, and you're going to go back to the University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, from where you started to where it is right now, how much better is the overall depth of women's college golf in 2023 than it was three, four years ago? Oh my gosh. I love that you asked that question because when I, I committed to play for the University of Minnesota the summer after my sophomore year of high school, and everyone was telling me, oh, great choice. You know, it, I hear it's so easy to get a women's golf scholarship. <laughs> and I was kind of like, ouch, but wow, all right. And I mean, now, even just... I mean, women's golf is getting so much more publicity because of how good girls like Rose are, really. Um, and I mean, so many, so many young women who are just getting so good, and it's getting a lot more publicity. It's getting televised a little bit more. Um, my team's going to get to play in the in the tournament at the Blessings this fall. That's televised on Golf Channel a little bit. So um, hopefully, you'll see me on Golf Channel a little bit, Gary. But I would just, I would say the overall depth of women's women's golf. At the very least, the perception of it as well, because many people just didn't really have any idea not too long ago, has 
has grown exponentially, really. And I, th I think the future is really bright. It's really exciting. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it's a rare opportunity to have her in town, uh, in Charlotte. Uh, we're lucky to have you as part of the Five Clubs family. What about this summer? What, um, what are you doing? This summer. Tell everybody, other than great shows for Five Clubs. <laughs> Most importantly. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, so I will, I'll still be playing competitive golf all summer. Um, I've got a few weeks now before my uh, U.S. Open qualifier, and then I'll play USAM qualifier, um, playing in the Western Amateur. Um, uh, hopefully, pending playing the North-South Amateur again in Pinehurst. I played in that last couple years on Pinehurst number two and number four. Yep. Uh, that one's one of my favorite amateur events. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we'll be at the USAM in August. Um, I, I would say that the older I've gotten, the less it's been of, of just like smaller events and more just lots of qualifiers for, for the big stuff. Okay. Um, well, you will be at the U.S. Women's Open whether you qualify or not, uh, doing some stuff with one of our great partners, Golf Pride. Um, we're awfully proud to have you here, but most importantly, to have you, period, as part of our team. Thanks. Oh, gosh, well, I really appreciate it. It's of the, the honor and the pleasure is all mine, really. Well, all of the best interviews in college golf, she does them right here at Five <laughs> Clubs, folks.